Welcome to the Family Beacon Podcast from Minnesota Family Council with hosts Grace Evans and Moses Bratchard. Stay informed on the top stories on life, family, and religious freedom. Get the facts, stand for truth. Hello and welcome back to the Family Beacon Podcast. Today we have such a special episode for you guys. I'm here with Patience Griswold, who is our lead program director, and she's here to just tell us entirely about the program, tell us about her experience with it in the past as a student, and how she has climbed the ranks, so to speak, to the position that she now holds, and just what's coming in 2022 for LEAD. So Patience, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so excited that you're here today. I'd love, first of all, just to introduce you. I mean, I just told our audience, of course, that you're the director of our LEAD program, but some of them might not know exactly what LEAD is. Um, And so let's First, maybe just give a one to two sentence overview of what LEAD is and then kind of introduce yourself, how you got involved at MFC and how you became the director of the program. Yeah, so LEAD is a a week-long summer program for teens um, designed to equip them with uh, a strong biblical worldview, leadership skills, and a hands-on understanding of how the legislative process works. So students come, and at the beginning of the first night, they're sworn in as members of the Minnesota House of Representatives, and then they have all the responsibilities that come with that Mm -hmm. during the week. They, um, They give a press conference, they have a committee meeting, they debate their bills on the House floor, and they're working with legislation that's actually been proposed here in Minnesota. Minnesota. So in addition to that, they're, they're also learning how to read a bill and how the legislative process works from the very start to the end. So That's great. Yeah. I love it. So tell me a little more about, you've been with MFC for four years now, is that correct? Or, um, it, It'll be three officially this summer. I also, okay. I did some part-time work in college and then took a couple years off from MFC. So okay. it comes out to more than three, but yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So tell us how you got involved, maybe even with the part-time work, mm-hmm. um, how you heard about us, and then um, your different positions you've held and what you're doing now and how you got to even be in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so LEAD really was my introduction okay. to Minnesota Family Council. Um, I was a, a student in the program the first year that we had it in Minnesota, and then um, I think it was a, a year or two after I was a student that I uh, I did some very part-time work with our, our then program director, Stephanie, um, just helping her out with some stuff in the office um, and got involved as a, a regular volunteer with LEAD, um, started out as an aide-de-camp, eventually became our Senate track coordinator, um, wow. and then from there um, stepped into the role that I have now. That's so exciting. So aide-de-camp, tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about that. What does that mean? Yeah, so our aide-de-camps are um, people who, a, a lot of times they're LEAD alumni, but they don't have to be. They're usually college age and um, they're just there to help coach students along um, throughout the process during the week. So they're helping facilitate our caucus mm. meetings as students are working with their bills. They're sitting in on all of the teaching sessions so that they can have really good engagement with the students on the the biblical worldview principles that they're studying and um, just really engage in those conversations about what it looks like to bring your faith to whatever sphere of life you're called to. That's great. So tell me a little bit more about this atmosphere. When you walked onto campus, because it's held mm-hmm. at the University of Northwestern campus, as a first-time lead student, <laughs> what was the initial atmosphere like? I mean, I know you're homeschooled, right? Mm-hmm. And so being around all of these, a lot of people being so like-minded, what was mm-hmm. that like? What was the community like? And how did that then shape you to become the person that you are today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, 
It, it's eight years ago, so I have yeah. to think, what, what was my initial <laughs> let's, let's impression? Let's transport ourselves back, to, back in time. Think of little baby patience. <laughs> yeah, so um, the, the homeschool community was actually my initial introduction to mm-hmm. LEAD. Um, I was involved in Mache's legislative training days as a student, and their instructor, John Tuma, became our first legislative instructor for LEAD. So I came into it with some connection there um, and some expectations of what the week would look like. Um, also, my speech and debate group was pretty involved. Mm-hmm. So um, I I had the, the privilege of coming into it knowing a lot of the community that was there mm-hmm. and really had an opportunity to, to deepen those friendships and uh, grow alongside a lot of the, the other students, some of whom I knew and some of whom I met at LEAD. Um, yeah, and then also just meeting people who are, you know, involved in politics and at MFC mm-hmm. and the, the connections that I made at LEAD have been really valuable throughout my entire adult life. And that's something that I consistently hear from our alumni as well. Yeah, that's so good to hear. So you're talking a lot about kind of the balance of the hands-on experience that mm-hmm. students are receiving, um, going to the Capitol, you know, working on real bills, but also that worldview aspect. Mm-hmm. So. What were some worldview elements, um, some some specific topics, I should say, that were brought up even your first year or just throughout Mm -hmm. your years at LEAD that really resonated with you? Are there specific ones you can kind of just put your finger on and think like, this shaped me um, Mm -hmm. in in the beliefs that I hold today? Yeah, I think something that really made an impression on me as a student and as a volunteer was the the range of speakers that Mm -hmm. we bring in for LEAD. We bring people from all sorts of different walks of life and seeing that you know being a christian who engages with the culture doesn't necessarily mean you go into politics yes it can mean Mm -hmm. that but it doesn't have to and i i think a lot of a lot of young people who are interested in you know how do i engage the culture from a biblical standpoint they kind of have two categories for what that looks like they're like i will go into politics or i will go into media and bringing in a, a range of speakers who you know engage as artists Mm -hmm. or as entrepreneurs or in academia and seeing what that can look like in different spheres really had an impact on me and helped me to um, really catch a vision for that that um, quote that Abraham Kuyper has um, there is not a square inch in all of creation over Mm -hmm. which Christ Jesus who is Lord of all does not declare mine Um, and you know seeing all the different ways that that can look um, really made an impression on me as a student and as a volunteer coming back to camp. I love that so much, Patience, because something I've heard a few times from people that I've talked to, when I talk to them about LEAD, they're great great kids, great students. I say, I really think you'd like this camp. They say, mm-hmm. well, I'm not into politics. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. not into politics. And I don't know how that com- how common that is. I mean, if you're listening right now, maybe mm-hmm. you find yourself in that boat, whether you're a parent or a student. And this just really breaks down that narrative because mm-hmm. like Patience is saying, all space is sacred space. In other words, like I was reading in Corinthians this morning and mm-hmm. it was just talking about how everyone has a different gift, right? Everyone in the body of Christ has a different gift. So Patience is so amazing at so many things. She's an amazing writer, first of all, because she's she writes amazing content for our blog. We'll have um, some of her posts linked on the screen right here for you guys. And she's using her talents to run an entire program as a ministry for teens. Uh, and other people have different talents, right? Um, some people are super talented in law or in medicine, and that is amazing and beautiful. And the fact that we can celebrate that is just mm-hmm. incredible. And the fact that lead the program promotes that, even though there is an emphasis on learning mm-hmm. the political uh, structure and just learning what politics is all about and how to navigate mm-hmm. that, 
that's not the only point of lead. And in fact, I would say the biggest, what would you say the biggest point is? I want to ask you actually, mm-hmm. like what is the biggest um, uh, point of lead? What do you, what's your goal for students when they walk yeah. away from lead? Yeah, yeah, well, I'd say the, the biggest thing is we want to equip the next generation to be Christ-like leaders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that, you know, it doesn't mean that they're all going into politics. Some yeah. of them are, but a lot of them aren't. Um, and just giving them the tools to to think critically about these issues and to come at them with a, a solid biblical framework while also giving them leadership tools so that they can go and apply what they've learned in a meaningful way in their contexts. So I think that's so good because so many people these days, especially Gen Z, which we're talking mainly to you right now or to parents, of course, uh, they want to change the world. We all want to change the world. We want to impact it, especially for Christians, because that's what we're called to do. We're called to be in the world, but not of the world. But it can be really hard to know where to start with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and LEAD is just such an incredible opportunity for students to come in and, and to learn how to be leaders in whatever vocation God calls them to or is currently calling them to. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love for you to give maybe just an overview of the LEAD program, because you've given mm-hmm. a really good summary. But maybe just walk us through what a typical day at LEAD would look like. And I know <laughs> there isn't a typical day. So I've also been, been involved with LEAD for a few years, guys. Um, and yeah, there isn't a typical day, as in we do so many different things. Mm-hmm. But maybe you could just give a brief schedule overview, a couple of the highlights. Yeah. Uh, and then I definitely want to talk about what's coming for LEAD 2022 mm-hmm. this year specifically. Yeah, so um, we, we have... It's a a rather intense program with the schedule, um, which you know because you've been there. Um, So the the day starts bright and early with devotions, Mm -hmm. and then from there we have breakfast and usually um, a teaching session first thing in the morning, followed by um, time with their caucus group. So students come, and each of them is assigned to a committee. The committee is broken into two caucuses. Each caucus has a bill that they're sponsoring and one that they're opposing. Um, so they're working with their their group on strategizing and, you know, what are the best ways to argue for our bill? What mm-hmm. are the best ways to argue against the bill that we're opposing? And can you explain um, what a caucus is? Mm-hmm. Maybe for some of our listeners that are younger and don't know what that means? Yeah, definitely. So a, a, a caucus is, is basically a, a group in the legislature that has um, shared goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, we have the the orange caucus and the green caucus at lead and um you know the the green caucus has their bills the orange caucus has their bills and then each committee has specific bills that they're dealing with Mm -hmm. so you know if you're an an orange caucus student you're not dealing with all of the bills that are orange caucus bills you're just dealing with yours um but those are the the two caucuses that then um determine you know yeah who's in which group in their committees. That makes sense. And then what would be an example of a topic mm-hmm. that a caucus would be focused on, or mm-hmm. two topics, I guess, um, throughout yeah. the um, So I'm trying to think of a, a good one without giving away our topics for this okay. year, because I always have students who are yep. asking, hey, what are our bills going to be? And and the answer is no, you can't know. You can't know. <laughs> Patience is very secretive with this sort of thing. <laughs> Except that a, a couple of my younger brothers already know one of them, and I'm like, oh, oh. Should, shouldn't have told them that. I just won't assign them to that bill. Okay. Um, but you could give like a broad topic too, because mm-hmm. I know we've covered abortion. That's one thing. We that's... have. Yep. Um, and we're we're moving towards um, keeping some of our our more um, controversial moral issue mm-hmm. bills um, in our Senate track where our yeah. advanced track students are. Um, so House track students, they're usually dealing with um, questions of like individual freedom and versus government regulation, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they've dealt with election law reform, um, various That's business applicable. regulations. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of topic. Um, yep. And so House students, if I'm right, are the first-year students, right? Correct. Yep. And then Senate would be the more advanced returning students. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. House students are our first-year students. Senate is um, second year or above or high school seniors um, because with our Senate track, they get to learn how the amendment process works mm-hmm. as well, which is really valuable information for students to have. So we give seniors the opportunity to go straight to Senate um, so they don't miss out on that. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I love that. So something I think is awesome about the bills, since we're talking mm-hmm. about that, is just how the kids are working with bills that have actually been debated in Minnesota mm-hmm. or have sometimes been passed. Is that correct mm-hmm. uh, to say? So that's just really awesome because they have to, sometimes they're assigned beliefs or th- or bills that they don't fully agree with or mm-hmm. sometimes are completely opposed to, but they have to argue for something that they don't agree with or something they do strongly agree with. And that's a really important tool, I think, uh, for students just in learning how to think critically and to mm-hmm. um, learn how to take leadership and just analyze something, even if it's something they that isn't really their cup of tea. So I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. But so they so they have these bills. There's these caucuses. What else? What other things are important elements of lead? Mm-hmm. So um, we have our our trip to the Capitol. We we're at the Capitol three times during the week. They okay. get a tour just to see you know where things are. It also helps calm some of the nerves about the committee meetings <laughs> when. They already know where they're going. They, they've seen the Capitol, so it's just preparing for the committee. Um, so they, they have that on Monday, and then on Wednesday, they're at the Capitol again for their committee meetings, and on Friday, um, again, on the House floor debating their bills. Um, we also have our, our evening chapel um, mm-hmm. every evening of camp where the, we spend some time in worship, and then we get to hear from um, speakers who are applying their faith to various um, areas of life. So I'm really excited about some of our speakers that we We've got um, we yeah. have, um, Carl and Angel Larson Woo! are going to be coming. Um, for our <laughs> listeners who may not be familiar with their names, um, they are a Minnesota couple that runs a, a videography business, and they took a religious freedom case um, to the Minnesota Supreme Court a few years ago. And mm-hmm. so they're going to be talking about how their their faith shapes the way that they approach business and art and also how it influenced why they took the stand that they did. Um, and then we also have Ryan Bomberger from the Radiance I'm Foundation. So he's excited! Coming. Um, he's an incredible pro-life speaker. I'm really looking forward to yes. having our students hear his story and uh, his involvement with the pro-life movement. Yep, I'm so thrilled for that. Honestly, just those three key speakers make me so excited, and I'm just excited about lead in general. But those speakers are going to be phenomenal. And so, if you're interested in meeting any of them or all three, make sure you sign up because we do have limited registration. Um, mm-hmm. And so the seats fill up fast. It's not something that you should put off till the last minute, right, patients? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for her sanity, of course, but also because. You might want to sign up and then wait to the last minute, and then we might not have an extra spot. So if you're interested, make sure you sign up. Again, link to lead uh, will be in the description, so you mm-hmm. can sign up right away by clicking in the description. If you're a parent, talk to your talk to your um, kids about it, and if you're a student, talk to your parents and grandparents <laughs> for funding. <laughs> um, so that's a really good kind of highlight reel of lead. I think that really showcases yeah. the program well and um, even just going to the Capitol. Like that's so awesome. Yes. Um, and that's just such a good such a good experience for kids at, that maybe haven't gone or even have gone but want to mm-hmm. go with a group of like-minded peers. So that's really good, the hands-on. What would you um, – I know we have a lot of alumni from our program and mm-hmm. you being one of them, of yes. course. Yeah. So you're kind of 
our staple alumni highlight, uh, <laughs> running this program from, from the ground up. Uh, but could you share maybe some stories of other alumni, mm -hmm. uh, just what they're doing now, how they're applying what they learned in LEAD, mm -hmm. and then taking that leadership into different spheres, like we talked about. Yeah. Like, they're not all in politics. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I love to see the, the way that students just uh, very quickly start mm -hmm. using what they've learned at LEAD um, in leadership roles in their lives. Um, I, I know a, a student who's still in high school who's uh, running a graphic design business, among wow. many other extracurriculars. He's very much an overachiever. Um, <laughs> He's great. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> um, another one who uh, has a podcast that he does mm. on on various political issues, really engaging his peers mm. um, with these things. Um, and then with students who have graduated, um, I, I was just talking to one not that long ago who um, has gone into videography, is mm. doing um, her own um, work doing film, and um, a recent video that she did, beautiful work on um, uh, a pro-life activist's video. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was the, the cinematography behind that, did a beautiful job. Um, and then we've got one who's at CURE, um, the Center for Urban oh, Renewal and Education, okay. which is um, Star Parker's group. Um, she she works as an executive assistant out there. She wow. was actually a student my year. Um, we highlighted her on our Instagram not that long ago. Um, another student who's um, working in communications for hmm. a number of political figures, and um, including for the, the Minnesota Republican Party. Um, and one who is out in D.C. fighting human trafficking. Um, mm. And she's, she's, she's actually amazing. a former <laughs> MFC intern. Um, she, she went on to be a campaign director in Maryland, stayed in the D.C. area. Um, went so to the Pro-Life Summit with yes, me. Yes, went to the Pro-Life <laughs> Summit with you. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's been really incredible to see what our alumni are doing. And then, of course, also our, our policy director, Veronica, yeah. is a, a lead alum as well. Yeah, so LEAD students truly are changing the world. And so if you're a student right now and you're listening and you want to change the world and you just don't know what steps to take, please sign up for this program. Uh, it will equip you in so many different ways, worldview ways, but also very specific action steps. And like Patience and I have been saying, those connections that you're going to make, you're going to make connections with peers, first of all, which those peers are going to go on and lead in different spheres of culture. Again, different spheres, not all politics. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have those connections in so many different ways um, in your friend group. And these friends will truly last a lifetime. And then not only are you going to have the peers, but you're also going to have people that are currently um, all grown up and working mm -hmm. in the public sphere in so many different capacities because we have legislators, we have so many MFC personnel and staff and just so much opportunity in this one week. And it's a week long. Did we say it was a week long thing? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Patients said it was a week long thing. There's so much great stuff. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and roll. We're going to transition quick. I want to interview our videographer, Jack Bittner. He's the videographer and producer of the Family Beacon podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to go ahead and roll that clip right now, and I'm going to interview him. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is so exciting. This is our first time having our producer on the podcast. Uh, we're so thrilled. Uh, he does incredible work, uh, as you guys know. Uh, but he, again, was also a lead student. And so I'd love, Jack, for you to share about your background and just uh, your experience as a lead student. What, what sort of things stood out to you? Yeah, so um, as far as my experience with lead, um, I got into it because of my mom. It was mm. uh, Michelle. I'm a homeschooled kid. Um, that's how we first found out about LEAD and I went in as a, um, as a representative and that was my first year going into it. Um, I really, I really wasn't super into politics. Like I, I was aware of things going on cause my parents are very politically involved pro-life people, but, um, 
I just didn't really have any interest mm-hmm. in like going into the the field of like being a representative or a senator or anything like that. So um, really, I, I my perspective was changed because I didn't know anything about how the representative, the legislative system worked at all. Yeah. So. That's a really good thing to hear. I mean, just building off of what we were talking about with politics. Uh, what uh, was the community like uh, as far as friendships go? Do you feel like you have friendships that have just continued on um, after your time at LEAD? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have two friends in particular that I just like really connected with at LEAD. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them actually, uh, I work with him now um, making videos. Um, and the other one, he moved away to another state, sadly, but we still keep in touch uh, fairly frequently. And I'm just so blessed to have these guys in my life. They're really godly men. And um, it's really fun to see how we've grown together. Um, and uh, also just that we met at LEAD. It's kind of fun to have that in our, in our past. Yeah, that's great. What would be maybe your biggest takeaway and highlight from LEAD, from your experience? And how many years did you do it again? Yeah, so so I did um, I did LEAD for uh, for three years. Okay. I did the representative track, I did the senator track, and then I did the media track finally. Um, and those are all great experiences, very different, I might add. Um, like, I, I didn't really know what to expect going into, I kind of had an idea going into the senator track because it's somewhat similar to the representative but still quite different. Mm-hmm. And then the media track was something whole different yeah Uh, so um so yeah it was it was a really cool experience throughout the entire thing I learned quite a bit about the legislative system the media track was really cool because um you get to see kind of like how the media works and especially how they should at least cover the uh the um legislative process whether they do all the time uh but yeah just great experience all around that's good uh so for our audience that maybe doesn't isn't aware, Jack also recently did an unwoke video for us on manly men and the importance of manliness, uh, and how you know our culture sees masculinity as something that's toxic. And uh, I, I thought that video was so good. We'll have that on the screen for you uh, if you want to reference that, and it'll also be in the description below. Check it out. But kind of just building off of that, Jack, um, do you would you say that lead strengthened leadership traits uh, in just your walk and made you a stronger man? Yeah, so I think it definitely made me a stronger leader. Um, in the Bible, you know, men are called to be leaders um, of, of their household, for one thing. And then also, like, it's just important for guys to be experienced with leadership because a lot of times there's going to be pressure placed on them, and if they cave, bad things happen. I mean, major bad things mm-hmm. happen. And uh, in that Unwoke video, um, I go through some examples of that. Um, one being the Civil War is kind of the result of a bunch of weak men kind of caving to um, tyrants, you know, um, and allowing slavery to happen, which is a egregious evil. And then also with World War II, um, that's just an example of um, weakness giving rise to tyrants like Adolf Hitler. Um, so we know that leadership is an important quality that men should foster. And so going back to lead, um, uh, lead, lead really um, kind of forced me to kind of like take initiative mm. in a lot of ways. So one of those things was like um, with our caucuses, mm-hmm. like sometimes there'd be a position where nobody was taking any initiative and nobody was making any decisions. And I was kind of the one to just say, okay, guys, you know, I was the older kid and I, um, I kind of just needed to make a decision because nobody else was. And that was really good for me because it kind of prepared me for, for leadership in a lot of ways. And also just like speaking and, um, you know, you have ownership of your own bills a lot mm-hmm. of the time. So 
you really have to to um, to learn leadership. So it kind of um, it's kind of trial by fire in a lot of ways. But yeah, it's pretty cool. That's really good. Uh, so Jack and I are going to be at Lead 2022. We're so pumped. Give me a high five, dude. We are going to be some amazing ADCs. I do say so myself. Yep. Yes, I think we will be. We're going to be pretty great. So we would love to talk to you. That's going to be like replayed as a, as a meme or a reel or something. Oh gosh. my gosh. No, the kids are going to have a lot of fun with that. Like, oh boy. Hey, that's the guy I saw on Instagram. <laughs> but we are so thrilled, right, Jack? Yeah, um, I'm and thrilled. We I'm just... really looking forward to being an ADC. Yeah. I've never been an ADC for anything really. So <laughs> Okay. So you're yeah, older fun. than me, right, Jack? I am, yes. Fun story. Year one that I helped out with lead, I was an ADC, a counselor, and Jack was, was a student. So funny. <laughs> it was so good. That's how we met. Um but I yeah. was I was older than her and I was a student and she was my ADC and so she kind of lorded that over me. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, I hired you just using it was technically Moses, but <laughs> Well, no, you are responsible for my job here. So I think you kind should of. take that credit. Yeah. 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 Anyways, we love having Jack on the team. Jack and I are so thrilled to see you at LEAD 2022. Uh, is there one takeaway you could give our audience? Um, one specific thing you think that they should take away from your experience and your just story about LEAD? So like students? Uh, yeah, students. students. And yeah. just maybe even citizenship, you know? Oh, right, right, right. So um, just kind of going back to what I said earlier, um, you don't have to be I was just talking to Grace about this. LEAD used to be called the Student Statesmanship Institute. Mm -hmm. And so a statesman is someone who is just kind of a well-rounded leader and maybe isn't necessarily political, but it's like they're, they're a citizen, you know? They're someone who is a, a model citizen who um, has, is competent, who understands how America's legislative system works, who understands how America works. That's who a statesman is, and that's what we want to what, – that's what we want you to take away, you know? Whether you're, you know – whether you're going to end up more conservative or more liberal in your policies. We just want you to be a well-rounded Christian leader. And I think that's what you should expect from LEAD. It's not about politics. It's really just about making you into a competent, um, aware leader. And so that's what I would give to, uh, to our um, potential students coming. So I think Jack really just hit it on the head there with the mm -hmm. truth that politics really do matter. And we've been talking a lot about that on the podcast today, uh, mm -hmm. just how even though LEAD isn't just a camp about politics, we do firmly believe that politics matter. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Patience. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, that is uh, probably the biggest pushback that I get from reluctant LEAD mm -hmm. students is, oh, I'm not into <laughs> politics or, you know, does politics really matter? Shouldn't we just be loving people? Um, but it's important to keep in mind that one of the ways that we love our neighbors is to be involved and to be aware of what's going on. Because what happens at the Capitol affects each one of us and can affect us in some pretty dramatic ways. Um, so, you know, going into LEAD, I, I've seen so many students who, you know, they come into it reluctant, they don't want to talk about politics, and um, even just interacting with bills that have been proposed mm -hmm. in Minnesota um, and seeing issues that actually do affect them. Like, um, we, we had a bill... <laughs> a few years ago on, on nitrogen fertilizer regulation, which so many of the students were like, why are we even talking about this? But you get the the students from rural Minnesota, and mm -hmm. this is an issue that affects farmers, yep. and this is an issue that affects their communities. And I saw a couple students just come alive when they realized, mm -hmm. oh, hey, this is this is my family that's affected by this, and seeing the ways that they were impacted by that. Um, or like even for myself, the first time I ever contacted um, my elected um, representative 
was when there was a bill in Minnesota that was going to affect my job. I was 16. Mm -hmm. I was working as a personal care assistant, and there was a a regulation that was being considered that would have made it so that I couldn't work. Mm -hmm. And so here I am. I'm in high school and my job's on the line. Um, And that's something that I I bring up with students who say, you know, this doesn't matter to me. I don't want to go into politics. Why should I care? It's like, well, hey, someday there might be a bill that affects you in some pretty big ways. Um, And, you know, being involved and aware of what's going on in our communities and what's happening at the Capitol that's going to affect our neighbors um, is just such an important part of being good citizens and practicing citizenship worthy of the gospel is, you know, knowing what's happening Mm -hmm. and caring. Um, So, yeah, politics really do matter, especially as believers Mm -hmm. um, and giving students the the tools to get involved. Um, One of the alumni that we we recently highlighted, one of the things that he talked about was how um, doing a committee meeting for LEAD actually gave him the tools to testify in a real-life committee wow. meeting. And um, just seeing the the ways that people have been equipped with this. Um, because, yeah, you, you don't want to wait until your job's on the line for, um, okay, now I have to figure out the yeah. legislative process. It's so much more empowering if you can go into it knowing how a committee meeting works and knowing how to read a bill and um, being able to approach it with an understanding of the political process instead of trying to learn that while also under the stress of, hey, this legislation is going to affect me and I don't know what to do about it. Um, so LEAD really gives people tools hmm. that are applicable, you know, w- whatever um, area of life they end up in after they graduate. Absolutely. I love that. And what you're saying is so true because if if people don't know even what's mm-hmm. going on in politics, they don't know what bills are even being considered or being pushed, then how can they even know if it's going to affect them or not? Um, and that's that's something I hear all the time. It's just, it's not affecting me. I can be checked out. If you're checked out, you don't know if it's affecting you. <laughs> Right. Mm -hmm. And so that is just such a good response to Mm -hmm. those people that maybe are thinking along Mm -hmm. those lines. You don't have to be a politician to come to lead. You really don't. Uh, in fact, we have a uh, such a diverse group of students, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Yeah, we have students coming from just so many different backgrounds um, and you know, so many different areas of interest. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we have students who drive six, seven hours to come to leave. Wow. So we get the, you know, the full range of, you know, Minnesota's a, a an interesting state politically because we have we have our big cities and we have our our rural areas, our farm communities, Iron Range, and it's been cool to see how LEAD has pulled from from all these different parts of Minnesota mm-hmm. and the the perspectives that students bring mm-hmm. whether they're coming from a an inner city background or a, a farming community background or um, up in the Iron Range and just the the different perspectives that they bring to various Minnesota issues and the way that that really helps other students see the way that these Mm -hmm. bills that they didn't think they were going to care about are affecting people that they know and um, just just seeing the way that um, that clicks for students because of the the diverse range of students that we have coming to lead. I love that. And I also just love the enthusiasm of young people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something so beautiful and amazing about how young people are passionate about what they're passionate mm-hmm. about. Like they, 
there are truths that they hold dear and they will fight for those truths. Mm -hmm. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the fact that LEAD just comes alongside students and empowers them to keep going and keep fighting and mm -hmm. gives them that community, those connections, that worldview, all of the tools that they need to go out and continue that. That's just amazing. I love it. Yeah, I, absolutely. And that's something, I mean, we've gotten feedback from our speakers yeah. on that. We had one coming from out of state for a couple years and both times that he came, he was like, I I love the way that your students just jump in and they are so engaged and so interested mm -hmm. in these controversial issues and also thinking really carefully. Because um, he, he was our, our worldview speaker and he was like, you know, I'd, I'd pose an ethics question and students are immediately parsing out, okay, but what about this and what about this? Mm -hmm. And capturing the nuance of what's going on. So it's been incredible to see um, just, yeah, the, the energy and the, the very... Um, thoughtful engagement from students that we have at LEAD. Yeah, and I've had the privilege of being in ADC, which we talked about that before, mm -hmm. but that's basically like a counselor for LEAD. I've done that two years now, and I am just blown away because sometimes I have these really shy students that are in my group that mm -hmm. I'm helping, and they go from being the quietest person in the whole committee, in the whole caucus, to by the end being so outspoken yes. in a good way uh, and so confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, it is amazing. And just their speaking, too. They go from barely being able to get words out and just being uncomfortable, visibly uncomfortable, to being so powerfully confident. And I know and I've heard stories mm -hmm. that like they text me, they tell me, I've been able to take that into my life and that ne doesn't go away yes. after lead. Like that yeah. goes into their real mm -hmm. life, to their school, um, to their job. They just take that with them. And so it's encouraging to me as a staffer mm -hmm. and it should be encouraging to everyone. I mean, I think it should be encouraging to parents too. Yeah. So I'd love to hear your thoughts just, mm -hmm. or maybe just feedback you've received yeah. on what parents are saying about lead because ultimately, Students should get involved, but we need that stuff of parents mm -hmm. to uh, get on board with the program too, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's great that you, you bring up the, the confidence building side of LEAD because that is something that we have heard from parents. Um, we, we got a note from one a couple years ago, thank you for creating this unique opportunity for young adults. Mm -hmm. Your program has been very confidence building for my young men who have attended. Wow. Um, and one of the things that I love about that is, you know, her, her young men, her young adults, and that, that is an important part of lead is that we we acknowledge these these teenagers they are young men and young women and we we encourage them to rise to that standard and when you when you hold those expectations for students so often you see they do rise to meet that mm -hmm. challenge um yeah and i mean we've had so many parents who have come to us and said you know i i saw my student come out of their shell when they came to lead i saw my student um, grow in responsibility when mm -hmm. they came to lead i saw them grow in leadership um, confidence just all these different ways that they've been impacted by the lead program and um, one of my favorite things is when we get um, younger siblings who are coming because yes. parents <laughs> have seen the effect and they're like hey i saw how this shaped this this son or daughter, I'm gonna send my my next son or daughter as well, and um, not because it's a, a cookie cutter mold, but because um, lead really does um, equip students. You know, it, the the so many different personalities who come to camp, their different strengths, their different gifts, and you know, I I've seen mm -hmm. siblings come through and they are just so completely different and you know they they both get something incredible out of lead um and that that's been so much fun um and yeah. and also hearing from like pastors and teachers mm -hmm. as well who have sent students to our program and um just the the change that they've seen in students and mm -hmm. the the excitement that they have for 
what LEAD is and how it, how it has shaped their students. Yeah, so as we just heard from patients, LEAD really is about breaking the curse of those low expectations mm -hmm. because our culture, so much of our culture tells students and children and teens that they can't change the world or that they are a certain way. And really that's not true. Um, there are so many powerful leaders that are teens and they have this amazing capacity. They, mm -hmm. Their capacity is so much greater, I think, than than we often give them credit for. And so if we treat them like adults, like you're saying, mm -hmm. they rise to that challenge. If we treat them how they should be treated uh, and just trust them and build them up, they can accomplish so many great things. Mm -hmm. And uh, it encourages me. This is just such an, an encouraging program to me. Yeah. So that transitioning from that, I'd like you to tell us about our group discount because mm -hmm. that's super important. If <laughs> yeah, you're definitely. listening and mm -hmm. you're loving what you're hearing and you want to get involved, here's a discount for you. <laughs> yes, definitely. So um, we we have a discount for groups of eight or more, which mm -hmm. can be combined with our early bird rate. Um, our early bird rate goes through March 31st, and the two combined come out to, to $75 in savings per student. That's um, so good. So definitely worthwhile. Also, I mean, bringing a group to LEAD is just such a great way to enhance the LEAD experience. You know, mm -hmm. like I said, with my experience coming to LEAD, I, I knew a lot of the people that I was learning alongside of, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we had opportunities to, to deepen our friendships there and also to to bring more people into that friend group and um, continue to grow those connections. So um, definitely um, take advantage of our group discount, take advantage of our early bird rate, yeah. um, the, the two together. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really great opportunity. Yeah, so kind of bouncing off that idea of group mm -hmm. discounts and bringing, you know, groups together. I was involved for many years in high school in student government, and I can't mm -hmm. help but think what an amazing opportunity LEAD would be if you are involved in student government, either yes. if you are an elected officer or if you hope to be in the future, mm -hmm. because it will just sharpen your leadership skills so much, yes. and uh, it'll build that camaraderie. So think of it almost as a leadership retreat, if you mm -hmm. will. Yeah, if, if you have a team already or if you hope to be on a team, you should definitely come to lead. Um, there's so many reasons to come, but that's just something that I automatically thought of when you're talking mm -hmm. about that camaraderie. So can you tell us where we can find lead, where the website is, where we can find you on Instagram? Yep. And obviously it'll be linked in the description too. <laughs> mm -hmm. But Yeah, so our website is www.leadminnesota.org. Um, and then we're also on Instagram and Facebook. So on Instagram, it's at lead.mn. And on Facebook, we're Lead Minnesota. So yeah. yeah, definitely check us out. Follow us. Um, check out our reels that my office <laughs> assistant says I need to be making. And I think I made one for you, too. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, on one of our pro-life reels. Yeah. So uh, as we close out, first of all, mm -hmm. thank you so much for being in the podcast, Patience. We yeah. loved having you. Is there any big takeaway you'd like for our listeners to hear? If there's one thing mm -hmm. they take away from this podcast episode, what would that be? Um, so I think a, a big thing is um, what I love about LEAD is that I get to see the potential of Gen Z every mm -hmm. summer. And like there, there are so many negative things that people have to say about Gen Z. And sure, sometimes those things are warranted. But people tend to, to look at Gen Z and they're like, oh, this generation doesn't have potential or this generation is up against too much. And yeah, Gen Z is facing some significant challenges, but they also have some incredible opportunities before them. And I love seeing the way that LEAD students just take full advantage mm -hmm. of those opportunities. And I love seeing the way that um, 
lead changes people's perspectives on Gen Z. You know, we've seen that with speakers, we've seen that with volunteers, we've seen that with parents, um, and just the the way that um, it's an opportunity for students to flourish mm-hmm. and to to get this vision for what citizenship worthy of the gospel looks like, and we've seen students take that and run with it, mm-hmm. and it's incredible to see, and it's it's so worth investing in because. Um, I I believe that Gen Z is a a generation that has incredible potential and incredible opportunities. And I love seeing the way that that LEAD helps them um, make the most of that. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Patience. You heard it here. Gen Z is capable. They're rising up. You can change the world. Come to LEAD and we will help equip you. This has been the Family Beacon Podcast. We will catch you next week for our season finale. for listening to or watching this episode of the Family Beacon podcast from Minnesota Family Council. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you're up to date on life, family, and religious freedom. You can follow us on Instagram at MN Family Council and subscribe to us on YouTube to watch our content. Get the facts, stand for truth. Music